0: More homes, more ghosts, more stories They're the things that haunt us still We wonder what that noise is And why we feel a chill The things we don't see near us As we settle in our homes They love us, or they fear us And we are never truly alone The Old New Visitor Redcliffe, Queensland, Australia, mid 1970s. Diane was about six years old when this incident happened. She lived with her family in a two story house that wasn't very old. In fact, it was only built about ten years prior. She lived there with her parents and three siblings, and they had already been living in the house for a few months. The family were getting to know the neighbours and make new friendships as they enjoyed the community feel of the town by the beach. Diane started her first years at school here as well and made many new friends. Living near the beach was a lot of fun too. They would go fishing and eat oysters off the rocks, dig for yabbies, which are a type of crayfish, or explore the old shipwrecks lying on the beach. Life was good, at least for a time. Things changed when a decision was made to install internal stairs in the house. Up until now, they would have to walk down an outside staircase to get to the rooms below. No one ever slept downstairs, and it hadn't been a problem. However, the kids in particular were very excited to have easier access to their playroom. There were also other rooms downstairs, including the laundry, their father's office, and their mum's sewing room. It was soon after the new stairs were installed that Diane would wake during the night and hear the sound of footsteps coming up the new timber stairs and onto the hallway landing leading to their bedrooms. It was confusing and she admitted that it was terrifying. It would take all her effort to find the courage to get out of bed and run into her parents' bedroom to sleep the rest of the night. This happened quite frequently and eventually... As she ran to her parents, she would quickly glance down into the hallway to see if anyone was there, but she could see no one. This same occurrence of footsteps coming up the wooden stairs and onto the landing went on for months, and Diane would often ask her sister to wait in her room until she fell asleep, but she could never fall asleep peacefully. Diane described the footsteps as being light, like the steps of a female, and they would only get louder the closer they came to her room. However, she admits that she never saw anybody there. Diane hated what was going on, and soon enough, she also started hearing noises in the kitchen. One particular night, she was woken up by a loud clattering sound coming from the kitchen. She could hear the cutlery drawers being shaken up and down, and then it sounded as if the contents of the drawers were being thrown all across the floor. She ran into her parents' room and asked her mother what her father was doing in the kitchen. But her mother replied, much to young Diane's horror, that her father was right in the bed next to them. Diane wanted so desperately for her mother to go and check what was causing the commotion, but her mother was too tired. In the morning, Diane was the first one awake and quietly crept towards the kitchen, hoping not to wake anyone or alert a would-be intruder. She peered around the corner into the kitchen area, expecting to see a huge mess. However, everything was completely normal, and the drawers weren't even open. On yet another occasion, during the holiday season, they had relatives from out-of-town visit, and she and her brother and sisters were all sleeping on camp bunk beds in the downstairs part of the house. She was uncomfortable sleeping there, however, she had her siblings with her, which made her feel so much safer. Diane was on the top bunk and was lying on her side facing the room. It was the middle of the night when she suddenly woke up. Right in front of her, Diane could see something in the room. It wasn't something, it was actually someone. It was an elderly lady who appeared to be walking towards them. Diane looked on in fear as she noticed that this lady she didn't recognize appeared to be walking suspended in midair. She could see the lady's legs moving in a slow walking motion, but she was not going anywhere. Diane thought the darkness was playing tricks on her eyes, but soon realized that although it was nighttime, the moonlight was lighting the room very well. In fact, Diane could see all the furniture and the details of the room, including the old lady in the middle of the room, walking in her mid-air floating walk. She described the lady as having a grainy appearance, but couldn't see through her. She was wearing a hat with a flower, a suede or velour-type coat, and light-coloured blouse, as well as a knee-length skirt of thick fabric. Diane could see her so well, in fact, that she could even see that she was wearing skin-coloured stockings and had heavy closed-in shoes on. It wasn't only her appearance, however, that shook Diane. It was the lady's eyes and her smile. She was looking at Diane with happiness as if she was excited to see her, as if she knew Diane, and it was almost as if Diane should have been excited to see her as well. But she didn't recognise her and of course was terrified at the strange vision unfolding before her. In terror she wondered if it was real and closed her eyes praying for her to go away. She prayed and prayed and prayed and when she opened her eyes the lady was gone. She tried to wake her sister but couldn't and so she jumped into the bottom bunk with her until morning. It appears that it was only Diane that had these experiences, but more importantly, after two years of living there, the family moved on to another property. On the day they were moving out, she says that she overheard the owner talking to her parents and they spoke about how an elderly man and woman had lived in the bottom section of the house in the years before they had moved there. But that's as much as she could find out, and she has always wondered about the identity Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I would love to hear from you all about your own paranormal experiences. Our email details are at the end of the show and in the description. Leave a light on. Doonside, Sydney, Australia Circa 2003 Jennifer's grandparents had been together for many years but unfortunately her grandfather Max grew very ill around 2002 and eventually passed away. After the initial grieving, Max's wife Sally soon found that she felt very alone in her home and asked her daughter if she could move in with them. Jennifer was soon delighted to be having her grandmother Sally living with her and seeing her every day. After a few weeks though, odd things started to happen in the home that had never happened before. Mostly, the odd happenings centred on touch lamps that they had in the bedrooms. For those that don't know, touch lamps are activated by tapping the base of the lamp. That's the only way to activate and switch off the lamp. What was happening exactly was that the touch lamps would randomly activate without anyone touching them or being near them. Given the odd change, the family started to joke that it was the grandfather, Max, that was messing with the lamps. A few more weeks went by and there was one occasion where it was late and Grandmother Sally needed help getting back into bed. It was dark and Jennifer and her mother had their hands full and couldn't switch on the room light. As they were navigating Sally towards and into the bed, they couldn't see well in the room, and one of them commented that it would be good to have the light on. Suddenly, the touch lamp in the room suddenly switched itself on. They paused and looked at each other, realising what had just happened, and then they laughed. Following that incident, the regular routine was that Jennifer would look after her grandmother at home where possible, but there was one day where no one would be home with Sally. So it was arranged that Sally would go to the house of another relative for the evening. Jennifer was home alone that night, and it was about 8pm. She went into Sally's empty room to put something away. While Jennifer was in there, suddenly the touch lamp in the room switched on by itself. Jennifer smiled to herself and walked over to the touch lamp to switch it off. As she did, she said out loud jokingly, Grandpa, if you're looking for grandma, she's at auntie's house. The next morning, Jennifer drove over to the aunt's house to pick up Sally and jokes with her aunt that she had a visitor the night before. The aunt froze and asked, what do you mean? Jennifer explained what had happened with the touch lamp and her aunt, in a very serious tone, asked, "Uh, What time was that? Jennifer replied that it was about 8pm. Her aunt froze as she explained to Jennifer that the touch lamp in her house had turned on by itself at 8.05pm and that it had never happened before. Had Max listened to Jennifer? If you'd like to submit your own chilling true tale so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me through our website at www.chillingtruetales.com or on email on seekersosparanormal at gmail.com. Email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.